I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works, and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Hi, here at Interior Design Business Academy, within our coaching and education programs, we do a lot of training webinars. And recently, we did one on marketing for designers, which I think is a really interesting subject because there's a ton of information out there. We get bombarded by people essentially selling their services for SEO and social media and do this and do that, do this. And it becomes just a confusing pile of stuff in the end. And none of it is particularly focused on our industry. So I think I do a very important piece on marketing for interior designers because our industry is a bit different than others, right? And there are things that, that need to be done and need to be done in specific order so that you have a really good platform to build from. And you know, that's part of what we teach here. But I wanted to share some of that with you. I can't do everything I do in a whole, in a whole workshop, but I can get you started on this, on what's, on what's really going on. Because, you know, you can spend a lot of time on market, like doing stuff online. I, I run into designers who are pouring their hearts out into Instagram and, and, you know, that, that kind of thing over and over and over and getting nothing back, right? Zero. Right. So the first rule of marketing is that you try things and if they work, you continue them. And if they don't work, you stop immediately. You don't keep, keep trying to make it work when it doesn't. Okay. So, you know, there, there's that piece of it. You always ask me, should I do this? Should I do that? Well, you can try it and throw it out there and see, you know, one of the things I want you to know is that um, marketing doesn't equal advertising. That's not, that, that's not the same thing. Advertising is a piece of your marketing plan, but it's not what marketing is. Often designers say, Oh, I can't market. It's too expensive. Uh, actually, it's not. Um, it's not about money expensive. It's actually about time and, and you getting into it and actually putting your head into it and figuring out where it is you're going and who it is you're supposed to be talking to. And then it's, it's not so hard to navigate at all or expensive. So one of the things I want to say about advertising is that if you're going to do ads, know that you need to run it for at least a year to get people to notice it. Okay. It's not a one issue thing. It's, it's you just keep going and keep going and keep going and be consistent about it. Right. The other thing you need to know that that kind of advertising is more institutional. It doesn't actually bring clients. Now, if you've got a referral and somebody, somebody, your best client refers you to her best friend who's, who's, you know, bought a ski condo in Aspen and needs somebody to work on it and put it together. You know, it's, it's not that she's going to see an ad and find you, but, but if you've gotten that referral and she sees that ad, she's going to go, Oh, there's, there's Mary's friend. Oh my gosh, that's cool. And it just brings you up, brings up your celebrity, brings up your status, brings, makes you a player. That's the way I like to say it. Um, advertising makes you a player. 
Now, before you decide to be a player, you need to get the marketing in place to actually get the jobs and the clients, right? And get that wheel turning. There, there's kind of like a momentum that you get in doing jobs that gets the money going. There's another momentum that gets things going when it comes to, to marketing, right? And marketing needs to be continuous. It needs to be something that you can do consistently month after month after month, because that's how it works. And what happens to us very often is we get a pile of work, we get really busy, we get head down, I mean, we're pushing, making this happen, we produce these gorgeous jobs, but when we pop back up and look around, we realize there's nothing else in the queue. There's nobody coming in, there's no, nobody knows because we weren't marketing while all that's going on. So the trick in marketing is to develop it in layers that you can build into your business and get going on a repeated basis. So it's just what you do, right? And then when that gets easy, you can add another layer. That's what you do, you know, and over a period of years, it has a phenomenal um, layered, you know, effect from all those things you did, right? So. So having said that, the the place you have to start in your marketing is essentially with your programming, okay? Now, <laughs> it seems kind of odd, right? But but it's true that you've got to get really clear on who your ideal client is so that you can market directly to them because marketing design services in general doesn't work, okay? It's too broad a space and we don't have the resources to do it. Target can do that, okay? And so I know you're going to say, well, I can design for anybody. Yes, I know you can, but you can't market to everyone because you're not Target. You don't have that giant budget and that giant repertoire, okay? So what has to happen is that you have to pick your vertical market. And a vertical market is um, a specific ideal client with a specific problem that you can solve, all right. And when you get that clear on what that is, on what it is that you're doing and, and who it is that you're talking to and what the problem is you're solving and what your solution is, when, when that comes through all of your marketing, it starts getting really good and starts becoming effective. Okay. So we have to do this first programming piece to build the foundation. And quite frankly, launching into going out and doing networking and talking to people and, and, you know, Instagramming and doing all those things is, is really not useful because you don't have the base in place. You haven't figured out where you're going and what the target is. Now I make that akin to Okay, I'm going to use a word that is probably, I don't know, maybe incorrect, but I will say it, a decorette. Okay, somebody who's, who wants to be a designer, who isn't quite there, who doesn't, who inspire, you know, isn't inclined to be, but can't do it and maybe does some things for other people and they don't really know what they're doing. And they don't know that they have to do programming first and they just start buying things, right? They just start buying things for this living room and the sofa's too big and the rug's too small. And it, it, you know, all of those things happen because there was no programming and no plan drawn in the beginning. Okay. And so we know that when somebody like that, tries to create a room, it comes out to be a mess, right? And then you end up coming up later on and, and trying to unscrabble it. <laughs> so I know that's happened to you. I'm sure it happened to me many times. Uh, so so you don't want to be that kind of DIY designer who just leaps into stuff without without doing it in the right sequence. The right sequence is to identify who the ideal client is, okay? Who do you want to work for specifically? 
And I can say it's one person. It's one ideal client type, not three, not four. You know, after you get one really good, you might want to expand to two, but you can't, you don't have the bandwidth to do more than one. Now, many, many designers have, when I say this, go, oh, no, 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 but but, what will happen? Then I'll miss the other ones. Well, you won't. You won't miss the other ones. They'll keep coming, okay? It's just that, that if you focus your market on this one ideal client that you want and always speak to them, they will begin to show up, okay? So in the first year that you do this, you might set a goal that, okay, out of this, this very aligned marketing that I'm working on, I expect, I intention that I get one ideal client this year, okay? And then if you get two, you just doubled it. You're doing really good, okay? So it's not like your business is going to be taken over from all that and everybody else goes somewhere else. It doesn't, that doesn't happen that way. But you begin to develop an identity and a connection to who your ideal client is, who you'd really like to work for, who you'd really like to design for, who, who, who has the kind of projects and houses or buildings that you really want to you want to get your fingers into. Okay. So, so doing that work to get that is, is a key piece of the programming. The next piece that goes with it is what is the problem that you're going to solve for these ideal people? Because if they could solve it themselves, they wouldn't hire you, right? They could just go do it. So if there's something there, some reason why they can't do this themselves, what is it? Because that is the key piece of your marketing as well. Okay. Now, one thing I need to tell you and be really clear about, kind of blunt about, is that wealthy people use money to solve problems. Okay. They throw money at problems. All you've got to do is stand in the path of it and you got a client. Okay. But you have to, you have to understand who that person is and what the problem is and why it's a problem for them. Okay. And then you can easily explain your solution. Okay, client, problem, solution, boom, 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 just like that. Easily explain your solution, how you can solve that problem for them and and they'll be happy and wonderful and beautiful and all of those things, right? So you can kind of see what, what I'm going after here is this is the foundation piece of who you're talking to, okay? And so that core messaging that's there is the core of your website. It's the core of, of your Instagram post. It's the, it's the direction you're going. Now, this, this directional piece is really important because what I see designers do is something else like the, the, the decorette might do in somebody's house in that one room has no connection to the other and there's no flow or even in, within a room, there's no flow or connection or rhythm between the pieces. Uh, marketing has the same thing in that, in that once you get that messaging clear, that message needs to follow through everything you do. It's like the, the sunglass lens you look through to put your business out to the world. Okay. Now this, this is, this piece is incredibly important because this starts everything on the right foot. And anything you do, you always refer back to and say, well, would my ideal client um, be interested in this, or if you get an opportunity to do something, say, does that going to reach my ideal client? You know, if, if, you know, your kid's school comes up with, they want to know if you want to put an ad in the newsletter, well, you might do it to f- help fundraise for them and give them a little money. But in terms of your ideal client, likely not. No, that's not where they are. It's not what they're going to see. 
So you would, you would look through that lens before you did any marketing activity to see if it did connect indeed to your ideal client. And that all of the marketing things you do from your elevator speech where you're explaining what you can do for your business, what you do in 30 seconds or less, to your website copy and look and connection, to the Instagrams, to the, to the, speaking gigs you might do or or show houses or however it is you know as you go up the ladder um, we have a whole stack of these but you think of them as layers that you add on as you go and they all need to be in alignment okay just as all the rooms in the house need to have a connection they don't have to be the same color but there has to be a strong connection that flows through everything right so your marketing plan runs the same way, that you get this base idea from your programming of who it is, you know, what what's the problem you solve, and it, it is a problem. It's not a wish. It's not a wishy-washy thing like, oh, my clients want a room that looks just like them, that expresses themselves. Well, that could be in there. I mean, that's not untrue. However, it's not a problem. They're not going to come to you and say, oh, I just can't express myself. Will you help me do this? <laughs> That's not it, right? That's not it at all. So you want to get down to what it really is that they need. And a lot of times it has to do with time and efficiency. Just giving you a little clue there. <laughs> okay. It, it's the kind of client you want doesn't have the time to shop the internet or the desire to do it, right? So so you can see how when you start narrowing down, you're going to get much more of what you want out of your business and your clients, okay? Over time, over time. All right, so we've got this first foundational piece of, of ideal client problem solution to start with, okay? From there, you need a website, okay? Step number two, website. Well, you know, somebody say, I've gotten along for years without it. Well, great, fine. But what would have happened had it been there? Okay. Because what happens, a website's like your, your, your storefront window. If you had a bricks and mortar space with a big window on the street, you would put something in that window that was very evocative of the whatever you were doing, style you were doing right now, you know, that says something about you and what you do and what, what you can produce, right? That's what your website does. Okay. And when it's not there and you get a referral and somebody goes looking for you and you're not there, their assumption is you're not in business. You don't exist. You're not real. Okay. So website comes next. You've got to get it in there. Now, if you've done your ideal client work ahead of time, your web developer is going to be really happy, right? Because you're going to be able to move through that piece really well, because I want you to spend some time there so that you know you're talking to the right person. Now, um, I've had designers with websites that, that were successful in that they were pulling a lot of leads, except that the leads they were pulling were not at the level that she wanted to work. Well, then we needed to go back and redo the programming with the, with the web designers so that the website spoke to those people. So that the, the, the looky-loos and the, 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 the Wayfair shoppers didn't even call us because this is above their level. This is the client I want. Okay. So that's a really important piece about, about having a place for people to land. What, what I need to tell you is, is that the, the most and the best clients come from referrals. 
Okay. When they come in as a referral, they're yours. You don't have to compete for them. You don't have, all you have to do is really go interview for the job. It's, it's that simple. So developing referral partners is a huge piece of, of building your business. But if you have referral partners and they're sending clients to you and they don't have anywhere to land and find you, you're, you're in a bad place. Okay. You're just, that's not, that's not what you want to happen because they need to land in that place and not only see what you do, see pretty pictures, but realize that everybody has pretty pictures and it's not really, they already assume that you know what you're doing. Okay. Or you wouldn't be there. Right. That, that is their assumption. They're not checking to see if you can cross your T's and dot your I's. They're really checking in on, is this a person I like to work with? Okay. That's an important piece in all of this. All right. It's the relationship. All right. So when, when, when you look at a website, it's not only some pretty pictures. And if all there is is pretty pictures, they'll just look at the pictures and then go on to another one with pretty pictures. And we do more pretty pictures. And that the thing that has to happen in that website is there has to be something about you. Okay. And it's not that you graduated from this school and this date and you have, you know, and you have a lead accreditation and da, 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 da. They don't care. They don't care. They want to know who you are. They want to know what it'd be like to work with you. They want to know what your philosophy is. Why you do this? What do you, you know, that kind of stuff in a website draws clients into you. Okay. So I want you to remember it's not just about pictures. It's really about you. Okay, because they have to work closely with you and they want to know if you are a person that they would be comfortable with. Okay. So those pieces are most, most important. You know, that's your base pieces to get started on your marketing. Okay. You can't, you can't be skipping over this stuff. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta get there. Okay. Then you need to add one thing to do to your marketing wheel to get it going. Okay. The one thing you need to do to start with is start networking, start talking to people, and you cannot do it behind a computer. Get out behind the computer and be real and and go to places where you meet people that you've never met before. You make your circles bigger, okay? And you throw out your elevator speech. And and with luck, you meet somebody who knows your idea client or somebody who goes, whoa, that's great. You need to talk to my sister. Give me a card. You know, that kind of, that kind of thing is, is where the, the marketing comes in for designers. And it doesn't have to be some creepy thing that you don't want to do because that's not it. Um, you want to choose something you enjoy doing so with people that you enjoy doing it with. Okay. And expand your circle. As long as you're expanding your circles, you're great. You know, and if you can, and if you can expand your circles with people who are likely to know your ideal client, then you're really getting good really getting good. So having that regular networking piece in there and being able to explain what your company does for whom and the problem you solve and that sort of thing, be able to do that very confidently and succinctly in a matter of 30 seconds or less um, will bring you clients, okay? That is the first piece of your effective marketing. And once you've got that piece in place, then you could add something like uh, uh, social media, right? That could come, that could be the next thing. Okay. But it doesn't happen all at once. It's like six months later after I get this networking thing done and, you know, my, my website's working. Okay. Let's, let's do, let's do some social media. Okay. Let's do some Instagram. Okay. And you're going to build a grid that's very attractive so that when somebody opens your page, it's, it's representative of you and what you do, just the way that your web page is when they open that. 
Okay. It's, it's that important to do that. And then you want to engage in sharing things and asking questions and asking for feedback and that sort of thing in a way that is directed to that ideal client. Okay. So all of it, all of it feeds back to that original piece. Just like when we design a house, it's, it's all based on the original programming. All that, all those pieces they told us and that we, we researched and investigated. All of that has to show up as we come all the way through. So this is the same way. Okay. All of that work that we did in the front comes all the way through this. And we add maybe just once a year, one new marketing thing we could do so that, that the wheel keeps turning, right? So as you get going with this, you may add, you may add a newsletter. It's a great piece. Keeps you in front of your clients. It's a really, it's actually a very, very important piece of, of keeping your band of clients together. And, and they are your low hanging fruit, by the way. So you do want to pay attention to them in a major way, right? And not always be looking for somebody outside of that group, but nurturing that group and nurturing what comes out of that group. Okay. And as you go along and get these pieces in place and the wheel keeps turning and that you, you've put out a newsletter every month. It starts piling up and it, it, uh, over time, it builds exponentially. Very, very important. I mean, I've done a newsletter for 12 years now. I started by doing it twice a month. I did that for about eight years. And in the last four years, we've gone to every week. Okay. And it's not so hard. It takes me a couple hours to do. It's a couple hours out of my week to do it, but everything else is set up into a system. So I don't have to do all the production stuff. And that's consistent. And I have, I have designers tell me sometimes when they join us over here in IDBA, they've been following those newsletters for seven years or eight years. So there's this enormous cumulative effect of, of having consistent marketing. And it's not a big deal. It's not a big ta-da. It's not a big, big fancy ads, not expensive, any of that stuff. It's just consistent. Okay. And it's always there and it's always reminding and it's always in its place. Okay. So that in a nutshell is designer marketing. So remember that you've got to get the foundation in first. You got to do the programming, figure out who it is you're talking to, figure out what the problem is, figure out what your solution is, and then make everything you do aim to that one point. And if you do that, the clients will keep coming in the door. So next time, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're hearing each week, let me know by leaving a rating and a review. And don't forget to follow the show so you don't miss out on clear, proven, repeatable, step-by-step recipes for attracting ideal luxury clients I share in each episode. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. Till next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth.